calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I started like writing jokes about how people always thought that I was gay before I knew. Like I was telling those jokes <laughs> on stage. I was like, isn't it funny how like everybody like literally thinks I'm gay and they're like, what? You have a husband? And I just was like, I think it was like this subconscious like cry for help that was happening. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that will never be made into a lesbian film because we are out of the closet and have access to electricity. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali. And today we are diking out with comedian Kara Connors about gay immersion. Kara has been in the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, and perhaps some of you have seen her on dating, hashtag no filter on E. Is it hashtag no filter or just dating no filter? Or both? I think it's technically both. I feel like they named it that way to try to be like social media savvy. (laughs) I'm not really sure. Great marketing. All right. Dating, hashtag no filter on E. Thanks for being here, Kara. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Kara. <laughs> How's it going? What what rage level are you at right now? We're really off the charts at this point. Honestly, I've just been sweating and pacing around my apartment all morning. So here we are in the middle of a heat wave. Just can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> How is anybody getting through the days right now? It truly seems like we're in a dystopian nightmare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> every day in a new... We'll say horror yeah, horror. Uh, <laughs> so bad. It, it, it's it's not even like it. It's new things, but it's new old things, mm. and it's like why, why, why is this life right now? Yeah. I am just really waiting for the like that Handmaid's Tale moment of just like our bank accounts being shut down. Not that I have like <laughs> any amount of money that would be significant to anyone, but. For me, I think a lot of people are hoping that their bank accounts get shut down and be like, (laughs) I swear I was a millionaire. My debts are forgiven. Yeah. Like when teachers ask you what your grade was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I made a million dollars podcasting. (laughs) 
I, I had to stop watching Handmaid's Tale because I was just like, this is getting too Same. real. Like, I didn't oh, yeah. make it um, through the most recent season. I dropped off. I, I can't. Oh, for it's, sure. No. It's too real. <laughs> <sighs> but if you tuned you into know? the convention at all yesterday, you got, a, like, I thought I was watching a parody. And it, it's not. It's not a parody. It's actually just full propaganda. Here we are. That woman. I've smelled abortion. <laughs> I have smelled it. Did you know abortion has a smell? I didn't want. I got snippets. I can't. I didn't even see that I one. Even watch the Democratic in full, but yeah, I mostly just saw the the screaming lady who I didn't realize was Gavin Newsom's ex wife, <laughs> which is just shows uh, bad judgment isn't um, claimed by just one party. Oh. It's, it's anybody can have terrible judgment. A good a good palate cleanser though is I was watching like a TikTok of. Like a seventeen-year-old super gay, like kid reading the lyrics to WAP to, uh, like, <laughs> like at this guy who was reading Bible verses who was like outside of an abortion <laughs> clinic. It was so beautiful. Like he was just reading it like poetry, which it is. So if you need a it moment is. of reprieve, <laughs> it really is. Wait, there's an English teacher. There's a viral TikTok of an English teacher. Who's like when you're an English teacher listening to WAP and she's <laughs> like, there's one line and she's pointing to like a simile of this. Or that. Like it's just every literary probably term that she yeah. teaches in her school year was just like exhibited in like not even half a verse. It's beautiful. So it's English teacher approved. There you go. It's honestly the best thing that's happened to this country I, in the month of August at this point. I can't think of anything that's <laughs> had a more positive impact on. Certainly. I mean, even the hit that it took to my self-esteem when I was like, can every hot woman just drop into the splits at a moment's notice? But I mean, beyond <laughs> that, proud of you guys. I certainly can't. <laughs> yeah, it's never done a split in my life. No. Uh, just... Can't touch my toes. It's great. That's probably why I'm gay. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, Carolyn, I mean, you made a reference to it in your little intro. <laughs> so. My little intro. <laughs> Let me, thank so you for letting me have my little intros, Melody. Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> so cute. Have you done this every episode? You know, your intro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, speaking of gay... What, wait, how do you even pronounce... We're talking about the movie... Um, trailer. Ammonite. Okay. Okay. Um, have you seen the trailer for it? I have. I... I've been looking forward to this for years. Okay. Obviously, I'm going to watch it, but it's just like... I... I don't know. In some ways, I don't know if my heart can take another movie where I have to wait two and a half hours for a kiss. And like, why do we always bring the lesbians to the sea? Like, is that the cure for everything? <laughs> just had this i mean yes. we literally yes. just had a period lesbian drama it just happened. that was where one woman helps another sullen woman <laughs> by taking her walks on a european shoreline i don't right. understand <laughs> oh right. my god i even think like half of the trailer is portrait of a lady on fire clips <laughs> it is. we wouldn't know yeah right <laughs> this is the same shoreline the top comment on the trailer on YouTube is portrait of a ladybird on fire. And it's like, yeah, pretty that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's the best YouTube comment I've ever heard. The rest of I them know, are trash. I know, they're usually <laughs> horrifying, but... But that's the only thing. I'm like, I just... Can we have, like, a little bit... I mean, 
I don't know. I don't feel like it's an accurate portrayal. Like women move much faster than this. Like they're just digging fossils and they're standing right. by the sea. I don't get it. It's just, but we, we can't critique. It feels like you can't critique it because we're just so desperate for anything. Right. So yeah, but it is like literally archaic. Like <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like portrait of a lady on fire, but make it archaeology. I, I can't. It's directed by a man. So that yeah, gives me. That part. Very little faith. Lots in. of confidence, yeah. Yeah, I was excited by the the casting, even though I shouldn't be, I because know. neither of them are are out, at least, as, as queer, maybe in their private lives. Who knows? I'm not here to judge. But one interesting tidbit that I just read in uh, Autostraddle, well, it was mm. in The Hollywood Reporter, was that... Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan choreographed uh, the most explicit sex scene themselves. So they were like, don't worry, we got this. Because I think the uh, male director was a little bit nervous. So I just want to read this. Uh, Saoirse and I choreographed the scene ourselves, Winslet explains, of the most explicit one. It's definitely not like eating a sandwich. Oh, Common misconception. Exactly. I know you all think uh, doing doing lesbian sex is like eating a sandwich. It is not. Uh, she goes on to say, uh, I just think, Serge and I, we just felt really safe. Francis was natu- naturally very nervous. And I just said to him, listen, let us work it out. And we did. We'll start here. We'll do this with the kissing. Boobs. You go down there. Then when you do this, then you climb up here. <laughs> I mean, we marked out the beats of the scene so that we were anchored in something that just supported the narrative. I felt the proudest I've ever felt doing a love scene on Ammonite, and I felt by far the least self-conscious. I mean, it's almost describing half of the the lesbian sex I've had. Like, okay, are are you cool with this next thing? Are you good? What do you want? It's all choreography, so... Is this okay? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of hot. That description was just like... Filled with consent and vulnerability, and I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> right. So that gave me a little bit of hope after watching the trailer. Yeah. And, and then also that Saoirse's character is married to a man, so it's always like there has to be either a husband or like they're promised to be married or there's mm-hmm. like pressure for them to find someone. Um, just a lot of... Yeah, nobody seems to be as excited about it now that it's out. I think when it was first announced, it was at a time where we were like, ooh, this is going to (laughs) be sexy and great. And then, like, Gentleman Jack came out, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Dickinson on Apple. And it's like, okay, we're we're good. We're good with... (laughs) It's just like, damn, can we move on? Like... Can we have women who are allowed to vote, at least? Let's just move. It is possible to portray that time period. We are allowed to do it. Yeah. Well, I'll see it opening night, and I can't. (laughs) I will risk getting COVID again to see... (laughs) Absolutely. See it in theaters. Why not? With all all the other... elderly couples who will be in the theater because that's a demographic of every time I go to a lesbian movie. It's like (laughs) me, four other lesbians, and then all old people. Yeah, I noticed that Yeah, when we went to see it. (laughs) To to see Portrait, yeah, it was like old men coughing the whole time. That's probably how I got COVID. Oh my God. It was around that time. I know. (laughs) Melody and I were both like sweating nervous. Every time this guy coughed, we're like, what is happening? Oh my God. 
Oh, but man. we'll be fine. We just won't touch our faces, and that's all we know. It's March 10th. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I also read that Kate McKinnon is going to be playing Carol Baskin in a limited series of Tiger King, oh, which... Which is queer culture. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is the most exciting news I've heard in a while. That's huge. Except they That's they huge. cast the they cast the uh, gay actor to play like the straightest role because Carol Baskin did have multiple husbands, but then she also maybe murdered one of them, and that's gay. So right. I guess we could say Carol Baskin is officially queer for murdering her husband. <laughs> we'll allow it. <laughs> um, she sounds feisty. Did you see this like? In a, the last couple of days, she said she wanted to slap Chloe Feynman for her SNL impression oh. of her. <laughs> Not pleased. Carol Baskin, she's just been popping off ever since. She's just trying to stay in that limelight. She's all up on Cameo. Is she on Cameo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I was I was lurking on you before we got on, and you're on Cameo, You're on Cameo, right? yeah. Oh, hell Yeah. I literally, I, uh, you know, a very niche market, I think, but I the person who finally responded, because I was just like, I need to get in on this. I mean, if Carol Baskin can just be on there, like, come on. So yeah. right. I was like emailing them. And then finally, this one woman responded and was like, I'm a feminist and a tourist, too. And I was like, hell yes, bitch, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're a Taurus. This is going to be good. Oh, yeah. Capricorns and Taurus get along very well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right? Oh, they do. Yeah. My uh, one of my closest friends. I have two very close caps in my life and they they really keep me honest and I appreciate the hell out of that. Nice. <laughs> When's your birthday? We don't have to leave this in the recording. It's no. Uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> What's your I, social? I'm a, uh, I'm, mom's made a name. I'm happy to. Uh, I love talking about it. Uh, April twenty third. Mm. I just have to ask because I'm so bad at astrology that I have no concept of when uh, okay. Taurus birthdays are. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm a few days after like Aries cusp kind of, but I'm an Aries moon, so there it is. I went my whole life thinking my dad was a Taurus and his <laughs> birthdays at the end of February, so that was wrong. <laughs> I still don't even know what that is. What's end of February, guys? I don't know. Pisces? Pisces? Yeah. Oh, Pisces. All right. Does that check out? Sure. Oh, man. Do Capricorns not speak to Pisces? I don't know about Capricorns. Unless it's a dire situation. I don't know about Capricorns. I know that I won't date a Pisces. Too emotional. I won't date my dad either. That's good. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad we're all on the same page about that. Kara, what's the gayest thing you did this week? Um, I mean, okay, I think it's hard to choose, but I'm going to go with the fact that I bought a car this week, which is, mm. oh, arguably not gay, but, but wait, wait, is it a gay kind? And can I guess? Yes, please do. And yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, did you buy a Honda Fit? I absolutely did. wait it gets worse it gets so much worse are you ready okay i bought a honda fit (laughs) and the woman i just started dating also has a honda fit so here we are yeah (laughs) oh my god well it's not even (gasps) worth sharing what we did i don't know anything about cars (laughs) 
Well, I feel like it's the more economical Subaru <laughs> is the Honda Fit. Oh, it's real economical. That is absolutely what uh, the number one reason was. <laughs> and you can fit a lot of shit in it. Yeah, it has a magic seat is what it's called. So you can really yes. just load her up. Confession, I'm going to a Honda dealership tomorrow to try to buy a Honda Fit. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I'm ending that's the call. My plan. I'm ending this yeah. call right now. Yeah, that's been our show. That is enough. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm called out like that. Just too much. Too much. I've been looking at Honda Fits all, all yesterday and all today trying to find a good used one. Oh my God. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Sorry, I just had to pull them up on Google Images. <laughs> I showed it to Cecilia and she actually thought it was a van. And I'm like, no, it's not a van. <laughs> it, it just kind of looks vanish, but it's a car. No, that's what we're doing over here. Yeah. Our old Dodge Caravan. <laughs> yeah. Which feels like a queer car. We have a very butch car. I think that is super <laughs> butch to have. It's a like Dodge a 2007. <laughs> what color is Free it? Free car. What color? Uh, at one point it was white. <laughs> <laughs> It's just see-through now. <laughs> it is filthy. Oh I think God. having a Dodge Caravan when you don't have kids is queer culture. <laughs> yes. Like, that's what makes it gay. <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> when, you, when you have a cat but no kids. Yeah. I mean, we drove, that's my gayest thing, we drove our cat to the vet in the Dodge <laughs> Caravan, and when we're, they're not letting anyone in for uh, because of coronavirus, they're just we have to drop our pet off, and everyone has to wait outside. And we're we dropped our cat off. We're just so nervous, and then we look in our reflection, and we see Allie's wearing like a big rainbow, like North Carolina pride type of shirt, and I'm wearing a huge trans rights shirt, <laughs> and we're both wearing bike shorts and Birkenstocks. <laughs> Just caught our reflection, or no, we're holding our yeah kennel with our cat in it. Oh my god! Well, yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty gay too. That's pretty that gay. Is pretty too. gay. <laughs> The fact that that's just pretty gay on the scale of what we're talking about is so scary. Well, I don't want to bring up, every week I bring up my gayest thing of the week is that I went to Jacob Reese Beach, which is the queer beach here. It's like the only thing I leave my apartment to do, so I wanted to change it up a bit. But I did tell Carolyn, I saw Alexander Wang, gay fashion icon at the queer year, just <laughs> the way you shook your head. I'm sorry. Is, is actually... I that's actually thing very that's gay. happened yeah, to me. That's very gay. This week. The way this lesbian just shook her head at me when I brought up fashion. I count that actually. As I'm sitting in my apartment with my WNBA jersey on, just fucking chilling. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you got the email about what we make our guests wear exactly. uh, to dike out with us. Exactly. Oh my you guys God. are like, pronouns, and please wear your most recent WNBA jersey that you have. Wait, I just reconnected with my college freshman roommate, and uh -huh. she brought this up. I don't remember. I've buried all the memories from that year. But she said that at one point, she's like, I'll never forget you coming out with your white skirt, like ruffly skirt and a basketball jersey asking if this works <laughs> and the answer yeah. it absolutely <laughs> does it absolutely now, yeah. does was it a skirt? <laughs> probably 
exactly. That would make it, that would make it primal. But I really think it was like when I was still, my relics of like trying to be super femme. Like one of the, remember like layers of ruffles? Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> just throw on some chacos and you're just ready to go, baby. <laughs> oh my God. Carolyn. Yeah. Were you gay this week? Uh, <laughs> no, you know, no, not really. Uh, I ate beef jerky for lunch one day, and that's not a euphemism. Uh, so I don't know. Is that is that gay? I was on the Keith and the Girl podcast, and I talked a lot about being gay because um, I'm not often on podcasts that are hosted by uh, a straight man. It's hosted by Keith and Hemda, who was on the podcast recently. And uh, I, I felt like I just had to be like extra gay to counter his uh, cis energy. Great guy. Mm, but absolutely. yeah, I really tried to dike it up on there as much as I could. <laughs> it's really important to have that type of representation um, as often as possible. I will yeah. also went to a gay beach this weekend, like a gay nude nice. beach in San Diego. And Ooh. there were a lot of seemingly straight couples there. And um, it was really important to me that uh, when I was walking down the beach, just like full pussy out, but wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> that's, <laughs> how I, that's how I chose to represent. <laughs> Wait, you can go bottomless? The queer oh, yeah. beach here is just topless. Oh, no. It was... It was full and it was beautiful and I yeah I think it's my new favorite place to go. Wait, what, what's that? I can hear Melody uh, looking up flight prices right now. <laughs> Literally, it's come you can sit in the magic seat in my Honda Fit and I will yes. take you. <laughs> Gayest week of my life. Um, Get some vitamin D on that bush. That's right, it. baby. <laughs> I've really worked my way up to toplessness and so I'm ready to go there yeah. I really I was like a shorts and speedo <laughs> gay mm-hmm. <laughs> until recently but th- actually on Monday when I was at Reese Beach I finally like I went topless I was laying out and I fell asleep in the sun I woke up and there was a um drone hovering over me oh <laughs> so oh maybe back to the speedos that was Alarming. Was it an NYPD no- drone? <laughs> well, there's a lot no, of those. those I know, no. They, those helicopters were there monitoring the beach. Say, they do that. Yeah, there's helicopters here. Just There's just constant, uh, just constant background mm-hmm. noise of that. So. Yeah. Damn. So, <laughs> whatever. I know. At this point, it's like, it. we're all being recorded at all times. I mean, that's my assumption. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy my day. I can't. <laughs> they got to yeah. keep tabs on, on who wants justice. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's you right. Know, just using all the resources to track everybody that's pro mm-hmm. fairness and mm-hmm. treating people like humans. That's it's, right. Better make sure we don't put so. those dollars towards anything else. Right. Yeah, we need those zip ties. <laughs> Is that new? I, don't, I need those zip ties for, for my Honda Fit. <laughs> oh, man. Kara, you, I think, might be, like, the gayest guest we've had so far, just based on, like, the oh. past. This all has been, like, like super, super gay. Uh, and I'm nicest, just very impressed. So That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. You got plants in the background. <laughs> 
And wait, you got your WNBA jersey on. What team do you have? On? Do you see who? Do you see what's in that frame right there? It's blurry to me. I know. But I was trying to make it out yeah. before. It's obviously King Princess, and it's signed. Oh my god! Uh, good, good. Oh my god! I was gonna be like, wait, is that Whitney Houston? That's how much I can't see it. And <laughs> well, I was gonna say I'm glad I didn't say it, but I did just say it. It's King Princess. Uh, a lot of listeners write in asking us to get her on the pod. It's like, yeah, I mean, would Hook love us up. to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do you have the in? Or? I don't. I mean, I made, okay, I know that you already gave me the title of the gayest person, but just to take it a step <laughs> further, I made a King Princess, like, 1950 parody music video with my ex-girlfriend and we've tagged the shit out of her in it over and over, and she's never responded. But we saw that Quinn saw the story, so we're like, come on! Uh, wow. Don't you hate that? I know! Throw me a freaking bone here! <laughs> um, I, I feel like I should just mail you this, this gay champion of the week. Uh, yeah, you can hold on to that. Yeah, I think you get to keep it forever. I, I just don't think we can top your level of... Oh, man. Unabashed gayness. Uh, <laughs> so expect that. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You're Canadian. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, well, I'm both. I, I grew up here, but I went to grad school in Canada, which is where I realized that I was gay, and then moved to L.A. like two years ago. So I got dual citizenship like right before Trump got elected. So wow, so you're newly great. Canadian. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. why I was like reading all these Canadian things on your bio. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that she was Canadian because again, I feel like I know every gay Canadian uh comedian at this point. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't know. Just snuck right in there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where in Canada? Toronto. Are you? Okay. Cool. A lot of Persians there. There are a lot of Persians there. Yeah, I told my parents if we have to flee, uh, we're going there. That's a good call. (laughs) I don't know much about it. I know it's like the little uh, people compare it to Chicago a lot. So I also feel very comfortable moving there. Yeah. In Chicago. Love it. I think that's accurate. That's where I grew up in Chicago. Um, (gasps) Really? Yeah. So I think that's accurate. It's kind of like, it's just, I mean... It's obviously not perfect, but I love Toronto so much. That's definitely, it's like a beautiful, progressive little gay slice of heaven. And you came yeah. back here? I know. That was my next question. <sighs> I, came, I came here because of my goddamn dreams and aspirations, just trying to, mm. and then here we are, just locked down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Under a regime, so that worked out well. Um <laughs> Truly, I have friends in Chicago comics who are still planning on moving here soon. And it's like, why? No. (laughs) Like, I know it's a natural progression, but why would you do that now? I would hold off a few months. Yeah. Yeah. The ones moving to L.A., I'm like, okay. Like, at least there's good weather and it's already socially distanced. Like, Mm -hmm. by the nature of L.A. But uh, New York, don't move here right now. No. No. I mean, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't suggest anyone moves to the states right now it's i don't i think it's mostly the opposite is what people are looking into um yeah but i like i don't put that I, I do feel like that's probably my biggest selling point like on a dating profile but i like don't list it i'm like i don't have a 401k or like you know anything 
like that, but I have the citizenship. That's like what I can <laughs> offer. We could scoot. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are into that. I'm sure that's a selling point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like in Canada, the government health system covers IVF for gay couples. Like it's crazy. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and then you also get a, a year of paid maternity leave. Yep. Melody, are you packing a box right now? What's going on over there? <laughs> See this pen? I'm writing a to-do. That's why just, my uh, wife and I, we almost moved to Toronto a, a couple of years ago. And we like told the whole family because we're both Canadian. And we're like, all right, we're moving to Toronto. We we're looking at places, applying to jobs. And then for various reasons decided not to but it really was like the lure of the the IVF and the maternity leave and all that kind of stuff I'm like this just and Trump and I'm like this seems like a great place why it is yeah it's absolutely it's absolutely fantastic um and especially now I do question it more and more I'm like what the (laughs) hell am I doing (laughs) so you were in grad school there and that's when you realized that you were a gay it's true yeah, that's when a lot of things really went down. And that's Were you wearing WNBA jerseys before this realization? Was it like you were the last yeah. to know type thing? Were you pairing them with a skirt? Were you full blown jersey and mesh shorts? Were you paint a picture? I was absolutely the last to know. I mean, I was basically sporty spice like my whole life and had no idea, just super She has no idea either. She's still straight. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I meant like in the in terms of just being full tomboy, like obsessed with sure. sports. But yes. Uh, yeah. No, I had absolutely no idea. Um, just, you know, just click clacking along, really just out there living my my straightest best life. Got married to a man, still didn't know, was just really deep in the sunken place. He knew, though, going into it. I don't think so. Did you meet like an undergrad or something? No, I mean, I was an undergrad, but he wasn't. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I was in Canada. I mean, I think it was a combination of a lot of things. Like my grad program was sort of very like just liberal. And then I started doing comedy and like every single person, you know, was gay. And I started like writing jokes about how people always thought that I was gay before I knew, like I was telling those jokes on stage. I was like, isn't it funny how like everybody like literally thinks I'm gay. And they're like, what you have a husband. And I just was like, I think it was like this subconscious, like cry for help that was happening. (laughs) There's a New York comic who is very much, I believe at least pre pandemic still doing that act. And then we're like, "Mm mm-hmm. Just waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No. And then like, of course, then once I finally, realized it. Um, obviously a lot of things shifted (laughs) in my life. Um, (laughs) and 0% of my friends were surprised, um, in literally any capacity. So here we are. (laughs) Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. How was that wedding? (laughs) So straight. So unbelievably shockingly straight like mason jars like don't choose a side we're all together written on a chalkboard like first looks matching bridesmaids dresses Mm -hmm. just the the whole nine i mean i wore a birdcage veil i i don't know what else to say wow (laughs) i don't even know what that it just does it go over your face is that what birdcage it's like like it's the more like old fashioned one, right? It's kind of like yeah. 1950s style. Is that? Yeah. I just have to. Look. Oh, God. So trauma is real. Um, mm. And yeah. So how long were you guys married? Just under three years. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's a great guy. Uh, I feel bad. I don't know. I just didn't know. You know, we all are yeah. just doing out here doing our best. <laughs> Is that what ended it was realizing yes. that? Yeah. That pretty much did us in. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah that'll do it. Um, <laughs> we just like, I, we got to have a serious talk. Um, yeah. How many times know. did he ask? Are you sure? <laughs> I honestly, like he, he was so like beautifully supportive and, Yay! you know, um, And, but yeah, it was, I think about it now, like just that conversation, I reflect on it sometimes and I don't even know how I kind of did it because it was like, as soon as I knew I just had this, I just was like, well, I have to tell him like, it was just, he at least deserves to sort of know the truth. And I just remember like, God, I don't even know. Yeah. I just was like, I didn't know. I never cheated on you. I'm sorry. And it was, I don't know. It was horrible. But, um, (laughs) do you know what made you realize? Uh, I do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was it, (laughs) can we guess like we guessed what your car? (laughs) Yeah, please do. Please guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. I mean the L word I was good. But that's just so common. Mm -hmm. Like if it was something like that, it wasn't the L word. No, some media. Nope. No. Hmm. A real life person? Yeah. 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 A friend? Yeah. I think who that, was also gay? Yes. And you're like, well, uh, that feels like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Was this like also a more like, not butch, just not feminine lesbian? No, feminine. She was feminine. Or queer. Okay, yeah. cool. And from the day I met her, she was like, you're a dyke. <laughs> and I was like, um, I'm literally married. <laughs> She's like, I said what I said, bitch. (laughs) Wait, as someone who has been through this, then, like, what advice would you give to somebody who has a friend or sees someone who's, like, 
clearly gay. They don't know it. And they're engaged to a man. I've been in this situation where I met somebody and my friends were like, oh, you have to meet her. And I thought they were saying that uh, because she was clearly a lesbian. And uh, and they're like, oh, Carolyn, tell her about your podcast and stuff. And then later in the conversation, she's talking about her wedding planning with her male fiance. And yeah, I, I was like, oh, d- did nobody tell her? Yeah. Maybe she was bi. I know. I no, I mean, I, I asked after the fact. I was like, oh, is she? Bi-? But it it was the energy was, you know, yeah, yeah it was fit driving, WNBA jersey wearing. Captain it of the is an energy team. that will just make you realize your whole truth. And mm-hmm. it yeah. seems like that's what happened to you. And I don't know how to articulate it, but yeah, it's definitely I don't know. a thing. I mean, I feel like that's, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say because I think that it's so tough. And there's obviously just like so many dynamics that could be at play. Like no one said anything to me like when I was like engaged or anything like that. I definitely like got bullied a little bit in college, but I like had no awareness of it and was just like, that's irrelevant. Like I don't even know what you're talking about, but, um, because I just was so out of it. I don't know. Like what's the end game. It's like, you're going to tell somebody that who are you telling is your friend, the person about to marry the person that you're pretty sure is gay or is your friend, the one that you're pretty sure is gay because it's, it's so complicated, right? Like imagine. Yeah. Well, once I told my friend that a guy that she was dating, I'm like, I, I think he's gay, and then I wasn't invited to the wedding. <laughs> I have a similar, invite. yeah, I have a similar experience. I think experience. that's why. Yeah, of They're like. divorced now. Mm-hmm. Oh, so <laughs> there you are. I don't know if he's gay or not, I, but, you know, yeah. It, but, but then after that, I was like, you know, next time, just mind your own business. People have to figure out these things right. uh, for themselves. You don't want to put that on people. And, right. you know, everything's like a learning process, and you don't, like, I've been divorce too but it's like I'm not like oh I regret ever getting married or something because it's like well I'm happy where I am now so I don't want to regret anything and I don't know what would have happened had someone been like don't do it I might have just had one less friend yeah no I feel the same because I think like if you're telling somebody that like you have no idea how they're going to react and like I it's tough though it's like I'd probably rather stay friends with them and like let them know if you can like holding space for you if you ever want to talk about anything. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So then once that happened and you talked to him and you, you separated, mm-hmm. then what's the training program you went through to, to be gay? <laughs> okay, so... What, <laughs> You got your onboarding document. Right. So what what is gay onboarding? So I immediately got an undercut. Um, That was just my truth. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I'm not kidding. It's like one of the first things I did. Page three. (laughs) Um, I love it. For me, it was immediately getting an undercut and then entering a year and a half long intense serious relationship with a lesbian. That was really what I chose to do. Um which was, I've just like gone in kind of reverse. I like went from like marriage to a man to like extremely serious relationship with a woman. We moved to LA together, then broke up. And then the last like year and a half, I've just been on this like very intense rumspringa where I've just been so out of control in every capacity and just so sloppy and 
the web is just like this tight spindle and it's like just dating and fucking every woman that really it it's been it's been a lot that so now I'm like coming out of that so so for yeah. any of our listeners who aren't familiar with the term rum springa <laughs> that's when you're you're Amish and you're 15 I think mm-hmm. and you get to go out into the real world and leave your Amish community for uh, I think a year and then you get to do whatever you want during that year and then decide whether you want to return to your <laughs> your community just in case people are confused yeah. by that. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. just that's so that's sort of been it. I've just really have entered into every type of possible relationship dynamic and been with every type of woman and really just out here exploring and, you know, just getting to know myself. And I've learned a lot. Like what? <laughs> so <laughs> much. Spell. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. I went, this is, yeah, exactly what I went through. And I did want to call this episode gay rum springer, but Carolyn did point out this could be offensive okay. and now I'm being, but then it's like, how are, how's it going to get back to the Amish? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> can cut that out um I'm keeping but i it did in. you're getting okay. canceled by the amish <laughs> cool <Melody. laughs> i'm always that's how i uh that's how i seek thrill is just seeing what i could get away with on this very podcast but um yeah i totally went through that mm-hmm. and just fucked everybody mm-hmm. um and was just like i'm exploring yeah <laughs> figuring but- it out and everyone's like you should also be safe and you know right be more aware of your choices and it was surroundings oh for sure <laughs> i mean it, it was the sex part but it's like it was also like in some ways i think i would have come out like probably i don't know i definitely don't feel unscathed from the experience i think that like if it was just sex, but of course it wasn't just sex. It was just like a series of like two month long, like intense relationships. And then it'd be like a break and then have sex with a bunch of people. And then like another relationship and now we're poly. And then there's another one. And then like, I was like, you know, going back and forth between LA and Toronto. And I'm like, I'm going to date three women in Toronto and I'm going to date like nine ex-girlfriends in LA. And I'm going to be with every woman because they're all so beautiful and I don't want to choose. And I'm just going to torture my heart and just really go hard. Uh, And now we're Polly and then there's another one. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, so. You said you're coming out of it now. Is that because there's a global pandemic or? No, I <laughs> mean, lit- okay, literally <laughs> the pandemic, it's like, I, at this point, I don't know what could slow me down. Like, that's how it felt. I'm like, okay, like checking in with myself. I'm like, is this going to do it? Like, is this enough for you? Like, there's a global pandemic. Like, do you want to maybe <laughs> chill out? Maybe take some t- It's like, nope, life is short. We out here. Uh. So you caused coronavirus. That was like the universe. <laughs> no, no. Being like, we need something to stop her. No, no. I was <laughs> right before Corona hit. I was in one of my um, in between single moments. And then I started like started seeing this woman who 
She's not looking at my Instagram stories anymore, but she absolutely will listen to this episode. So I'm, I'm just choosing yeah, my words the carefully. The way you went almost like, she, she, she thinks someone's going to hear this. <laughs> um, so right before the pandemic hit, like I started talking to this woman. She slid into my DMs. She flew from New York to LA. We met. We went on a few dates. The world shut down and we're like, well, guess we're doing this. <laughs> So I was safe with COVID in that respect because I was shacked up for a few months. Um, and, uh, and then that, uh, has since ended. So, man, what was that like? I know. I want to know. Just basically everything you did. I'm like, what was that like? I, yeah, I don't want to expose this person, but I do want to know everything. Um, Did it just feel like being in a new relationship anyway? Like, and right. <laughs> like any other lesbian relationship, it's like, uh, yeah, we're at the same place all the time now. Yeah. I mean, it did in a lot of respects, but I mean, you know, like when, when everything like first happened, it was like, it was like overnight. I just like lost all of my jobs. I was like, what the hell is going on? My roommate at the time who is also super gay, like got on a plane left to Mm -hmm. Chicago to be with her like long distance girlfriend. I'm like in West Hollywood. Like it was really like just, (laughs) just the rainbow flag. Like that is what my life is. (laughs) But it didn't feel that different in some ways, but there was obviously just this air of like, you know, I try to be pretty um, aware and, have been in therapy for a thousand years, but I'm like, I don't know how this can't be trauma bonding. Like we are literally, yeah, we don't even know what's going to happen. Like the world is just shut down and we're like, we don't want to be alone, you know? And I do think that that's like valid, but it was very like, I was very consciously aware from the beginning, like this is, this is, this is its own thing. This is like not normal. Like this is not how we should be operating. It's hard to know with anything right now, like why you're making a decision. Mm -hmm. Like, did you panic by that Honda Fit or did you? (laughs) Absolutely. Carolyn's talking to herself right now. (laughs) Just because literally last time I talked to you, you're like, it would be a very poor choice to buy a car right now. (laughs) I did. I know. (laughs) But then you're like, I need to get out. I know this is temporary, but I need uh, a way to exit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The world is chaos and I feel trapped. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. but I could imagine, like, e- even if it, if you were in, uh, if it was a relationship and it was, like, the right relationship and everything, just those circumstances would yeah. doom it for, for anybody because mm-hmm. who wouldn't feel trapped no matter how much they were enjoying what was going on or who yeah. wouldn't feel, like, uncertain or a little bit, um, yeah, uh, unsure of, like, what what is this really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I honestly am in general just grateful for everyone in my life right now and for these past few months because, like, I've just, I'm operating under everyone gets a huge benefit of the doubt. Like, we are, like, we're all just doing our best. Like, it's why, like, there's just, everything is crazy and wrong and terrible. And so, yeah, I, I think there has to be a big sort of, like, 
grain of salt with everything going on. Like we're all, this is not, you know, no one is like doing their absolute best right now. <laughs> and that's Except for okay. Sarah Cooper. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the only person doing their best. <laughs> Thriving. Um, well, I'm glad you got to have your rumspring up ahead of the pandemic. Thank you so much. And <laughs> your gay conver- conversion immersion sounds like you got a lot of like good physical relationships out of it. Yes. Were you, how else were you immersing yourself within the culture? Did you like... Why do I keep bringing up the L word? I don't know. <laughs> because it's that, diking that's, out. <laughs> yeah. That's what everybody like, does. Did you like watch a lot of like queer movies or TV shows? Did you like, what did you do? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely caught up on some backlogs, but then there was a lot of stuff that like I already was doing that, you know. Yeah, actually. It's <laughs> 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 like, I just continue to show up to the pickup game of basketball literally (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I mean I think I definitely you know I'm really an experiential learner and that's something that um (laughs) so you know every relationship or situation that I was in really did kind of teach me a lot and I was very fully immersed I think in pretty much every capacity which is which is really nice. <laughs> Did you become aware of any uh, blind spots that you had about lesbian culture? Were you like, oh, my cousin's having a gender reveal. Do you want to come with me? And they were like, time out. Like anything like that? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I think I'm still like constantly unlearning things like that. Just internalized. Just it, it runs really deep. And I mean, yeah. It, it does. It really runs really deep. It's It's been just so interesting because obviously just like having this kind of lens and like looking back on all these different things and being like, wow, not even just like, how did I not know? But I mean, I've also realized that I have a bunch of friends that I had in high school and even when I was a kid that are now also gay. And the old, I mean, a big thing is like, yeah. I honestly just feel like I like grieve that a little bit. Like I wish that we would have both known and then we could have kind of like been there for each other and maybe like, even if we weren't open. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's where I was going. I'm so rude. I'm sorry. That does sound lovely. Also sounds Gen Z. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Super Gen Z just out here eating ass and all over TikTok. I am Gen Z. Just, you know, eyebrow slits and just swagger. I can't I mean, even... The amount of swagger oh, <laughs> these TikTok lesbians have blows my mind. It's unreal. Like, I don't even know what I would have done had that been around, like, when I was in high school, but I absolutely know that I would have been that. Like, there's no... Like, I can yeah. just tap into that in such a scary, easy <laughs> way. I get upset. Like, I can literally just kind of, like my body, like I can just like move into that space. And it's, it's something I have to like really be aware of. Like I have to like keep it in check. Like I can definitely enter like a swaggy lesbian fuckboy TikTok vibe, like with yeah. zero effort. So do you think they're like this in person yes. or if it's just like a, t- okay. 
and I'm obsessed because, yeah, with them. Because this is the world they're growing up. Yeah, and I am I, here uh, to like make their lives as easy as possible in any way I can. I yeah, I love it. I really love it. I, I like I love it to a weird degree where I am like, okay, am I a creep? Like they're <laughs> twenty. Like I, know, I swear, I'm I know. just interested. I know, <laughs> but I'm just like. It does. I mean, there's nothing that makes me happier than seeing like a dyke in public. So just seeing like a series of, yeah, like a 21 year old from Iowa who's just out here like being loud. And I, it really just makes me endlessly happy for that. Like for just, that doesn't go away. Like seeing a dyke in public and being excited too. I like, I still in New York city, nudge my girlfriend. I'm like, look, two of us oh you know, every, it's like a whole every <laughs> time without fail but I find lately I've been really wrong like I don't know if <laughs> my gaydar is broken but also a part of living in a city m- yeah m- multiple times mother daughters I've mistaken for queer couples oh. Oof. <laughs> Just I yeah I don't the moms look really young uh-huh. they're walking and they're they're holding hands even though the the daughter is is an adult yeah. and uh, I was doing a, a comedy show and this what I thought was a couple was hanging out by me and my wife and I was like oh I wonder if they're diking out listeners mm-hmm. and they came and they were like laughing really hard at my set and then afterwards she was like I love going to comedy shows with my mom here we thought you were gra-. I was like. Huh? I mean, I really thought you were going to say you did crowd work on them. Like, how long you two have been right. together? <laughs> no, no, I'm not that bold. <laughs> I mean, I'm so anytime, I just, I feel extreme confidence that I know anytime I see someone, I'm just like, oh, and like point at them and get excited. Yeah. And then like, Talking. I'll be with people and they're like, you shouldn't say, and it's like, okay, she has a blue mullet. Like, let's just relax. Like, she's, <laughs> I feel pretty confident. Um, and it's a compliment. So if she's not, it's a compliment. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I could be fully walking, holding my girlfriend's hand, still feel like I need to make it more obvious I- and like change my posture or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like, quick, cut my hair. (laughs) I tweeted about this the other day that I got excited because I was out in the country and went into this coffee shop and I thought the person working there was this, like, huge dyke because she was just, like, yelling when she talked and just had a lot of dyke energy. And I'm like, oh, cool, this, like, country dyke has her coffee shop. But then it just turned out that she was, like, a libertarian who's, like, into QAnon. uh, Oh, my God. and told us that she's on a secret IRS task force. <laughs> oh, uh, and then, well, QAnon yeah. lesbians apparently are a thing we did recently hear from. Oh. <laughs> That's true. Uh, too many of our <laughs> listeners are into QAnon, yeah. and there's two of them that we know of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too, too many. Uh, man. Yeah. Anyway, gay immersion. So have you watched The L okay. Word? I feel like you haven't really fessed up to it yet. Oh, we're sorry, just sorry, dancing sorry, around. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, yes. I have not watched. I, I'm sorry. I have not watched all of it. I saw like maybe the first two seasons and then I watched like the new season, probably like the first half of it. I don't know what my problem is because I like to complain about how there's. Good taste? Yeah. Yeah. Is that your your problem? problem is good taste. High standards? <laughs> Okay, good. I feel really affirmed and validated. Thank you for that. <laughs> Is this yeah, why Alicia Haley won't like respond to my stories. emails? 
<laughs> to come on the podcast. <laughs> She's like, fuck you. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth dunking on the L word. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like I have, you know, enough that I can kind of be with it, kind of converse on it. But I, I haven't done a deep dive, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I feel like that's the reason that most people like that's the only reason to watch it now so that you know what a Shane references right. or a Dana reference right. or a Jenny Schechter, most importantly. And uh, w- without that, it could really make for some bad dates. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I feel like, yes. <laughs> have you ever had somebody like fixate on the fact that you haven't seen the whole thing? I yeah. feel like, yeah, you get a lot of like, you haven't watched it. It's like, yeah. You know. I mean, I loved work in progress. I devoured that in like well, yes. a day and yeah. a half. Yes. I was like, so good. damn. As you should. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that, you know, had the Showtime login from an ex-girlfriend that I'm still friends with. Went ahead and jumped through that. Um, <laughs> we're out here. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what it, it would be like to watch it all now. It's really bad. Um <laughs> I have a friend who recently came out as bi and like is very type A too. And I think she thinks like it's like homework. Like she has to watch it. Right. And she's just powering through. And wow, that is a big undertaking. It is a big undertaking. Absolutely. (laughs) So what have you learned, I guess, from, from all of this in terms of like, where, where are you now? What are you looking for relationship wise? You know, are, are you, were you into the poly thing? It, is everything a question mark? Cause every life is fluid as right. a queer person. <laughs> I mean, everything is definitely fluid. Um, I think that I have now I'm definitely like at the place where I have like realized like, okay, I am actually ready to engage in and enter into like the kind of relationship that I do sort of ultimately want. Like I am like, I'm ready for that big love. Like I'm ready for a partner. I'm looking for like emotional availability, common interests, Mm. et cetera. So now I'm like very honed in on that, um, which has been like a good but big shift. Certainly. I think that, um, I mean, like in terms of what, you know, we had kind of chatted about with like the gay immersion, I do think I've recognized a pattern within myself where I was like, you know, it's that thing of like, I keep ending up with this type of person. Like, it's so weird. And it's like, well, obviously I'm attracting that and like putting that out. But I did (laughs) have like a real, I've had a real run of being with women who have like, recently come out and like recently are leaving either like a marriage to a man an engagement to a man or like just getting divorced from a man or like have never been with a woman and like I definitely had like a a real stretch of that and it took me a while to I think it took like five times of it happening for me to be like this is a pattern yeah (laughs) (laughs) and yeah just like try I think like I've realized like Maybe it was me trying to sort of like heal my own shit because I'm like, I want to like be the person to them that I would, you know, whatever. Like I want to like be so good to them and let them know that they're and, and I do feel that way and like, you know, that they're valid and like 
I'll be the gentle person that's like going to reassure you that it's going to be okay. And like, I think that's all great, but I think it left me just in the position of like, that's not ultimately probably going to be what's going to be sustainable for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you're focused on meeting someone else's needs and not really worrying about what you need. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, and so like, yeah, giving someone else kind of a great experience, but like knowing, like knowing not because I think I can tell like where someone's at, but from them literally saying to my face where they're at, like knowing like, you're not going to, it's not going to be like, you're going to come out of that and then you're going to date me and then all of us, and then you're going to be fulfilled. Like you need a lot of, I think when you're just coming, you know, you need a lot of space to figure out what you're doing. With the women who were still married to men, where were you meeting them or finding them? I mean, on dating apps, pretty much, uh, or Instagram similar. Yeah. One, one woman that I met, she was visiting LA uh, lived in New York, super beautiful Taurus. Um, and we just like met on an app and like had some drinks and like went home together. And then, but I knew she was at that time was still married to a guy and they had like opened Mm -hmm. up their relationship. And so it was super Mm -hmm. just like very casual, nothing, Um, but we like, you know, stayed in touch and like, I go to New York a couple of times a year. And so we would like sort of see each other and, um, and then now they have since separated, uh, and we're just like friendly. So yeah, I mean, all kinds of places. I met one of them (laughs) at at a comedy show where I talked on stage about how awkward I am dating and then she was somehow surprised when she started talking to me how awkward I was (laughs) which is always (laughs) shocking but at least you like laid it all out that's great to have someone like especially if you're comedy which a lot of comics are like Mm self-deprecating and you're just like you know here are my flaws Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then someone's still interested yeah for sure Nice. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, yeah, I'd rather lay it all out there for sure. But yeah, so that was another, that was another place where, um, where I met someone who was getting divorced from man. (laughs) Um, I actually thought there was a girl in Chicago who I thought, uh, liked me. I was on a show and she messaged the show and was like, who is that girl? Um, who was, like talking about how she just got undercuts because <laughs> I got out of a relationship with a guy and got undercuts. Uh-huh. Um, and um, she contacted me. She's like, can I take you out for dinner? She started going to my shows. I was like, oh my God, she really likes me and she thinks I'm really funny. And then like after three times of meeting was like, so I really want to start comedy. Can you give me advice? And it was so the straightest. I can't. Um, That's and, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a hate crime. That's... I know. I will say this. So now I'm wary of people who come like, who come up. Well, I'm not single anymore. But then right. I was just like, I cannot talk to anyone after that. Yeah, I want something. <laughs> straight women are shockingly. I'm going to generalize here. Uh, straight women are shockingly unaware of how gay their behavior is. Yes. When they're engaging with openly gay women. And it's like they are just. I don't know. I don't know how it happens. She, 
literally slid in my DMs and asked if she could buy me taco if you want to go out for tacos. I was- <laughs> Okay. okay. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and then you're like gaslit because you're like, wait, this isn't a date? Like, I don't understand. Oh, no, yeah. I'm straight. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Great. I love making friends that way. It's <laughs> Yeah. So it sounds like you're completely immersed uh, in gayness. You finish your, your gay immersion. I aspire to be as gay as you are, actually. Oh, I was just going to say, as expert gays, do you have any questions for me or Melody? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> what else can I be doing to really, like, step it up? I would say, you know, make sure you always have a, a softball glove and a ball to toss around uh, in the back of that Honda Fit. Check. I mean, do you wear hats? <laughs> every day. Every single day. Really? Oh, yeah. On the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but a hat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, how many times have you watched Portrait of a Lady on Fire? Twice. All right. That's not bad. Yeah. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it was once, I was going to be like, all right, I'm going to let you go now. You're um, already into astrology. Love yeah. astrology. <laughs> Any signs you want to talk shit about while you have the chance? Absolutely. <laughs> thousands of people who might be that sign. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? That's a lesson that I've learned because I would talk about that on stage two. I would just say, if you are a Pisces, leave me alone. You have destroyed my life. Three strikes, you're out. Get away from me. And all that does is get the Pisces to just come up to him and afterwards and just be like, oh, really? Oh, really? You know, that's all it does. It's like Pisces bait is then they just come and talk to you so I've like learned I should do like reverse psychology like I wouldn't want like a super sensual grounded earth sign to come and talk to me (laughs) (laughs) who also values a clean and tidy home (laughs) (laughs) oh man love it well your scantron just came out you passed with flying colors (laughs) oh my god (laughs) No, thank you so much for for talking to us about your experience and your gay immersion. And this has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to stick around for a listener question? All right. Let's do it. All right. (laughs) Melody, who needs our help this week? Let's see. Okay. My fiance and I are a lesbian couple out in Dallas. We're moving to the suburbs and are trying to prepare ourselves for the dreaded so-have-you-dated-men-before line of questioning that straight men seem to love. Has anyone figured out a polite and not awkward way to decline answering this? Normally, I'd respond very bluntly because I'm too old for that shit, but these are going to be neighbors we have to live next to for years. We're hoping we can be seen as the same as every other couple and not sexualized because we're two women building a life together. I mean, my favorite retort is always, have you? Yes. (laughs) That's the go-to. And then if you're worried about it being awkward, just laugh a little bit after that, and then they won't know what to do with it. Uh, Right. It works every time. It will soften it for the straights if if you laugh and they think it was a joke and uh, not letting them know how dumb their question was. I think humor is important. (laughs) So as long as you make it seem light, like, is that something you ask all your new neighbors? You can be sarcastic. You know, if they ask you if you've dated men, be like, yes, all of them. And that's why I'm dating women now. It just didn't work out. (laughs) 
you know? <laughs> but what if your timing isn't good? What if you're not a <laughs> comedian, you know? Then you just say, have you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one's easy enough. I Feel free to use it. I mean, I think I would just have that, like, one of my favorite, like, TikTok audios right now just pulled up where it's just like, thank you for your question and your curiosity. Keep asking questions. Keep being curious. Like that, you know, that one. I think I would just have that one pulled up and, like, memorize the lip sync of it because that one kills me every time. Like, doesn't matter what dumb joke it is. Every time I just die laughing. It applies yeah. to everything. Keep being curious. Keep asking questions. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's what I would do. <laughs> I, yeah, me too now. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous that this person even feels like they have to ask that question because they already are anticipating that they're going to be put in that situation. And it's just so ridiculous and infuriating. And so, yeah, I think you just have to be able to try to point out the absurdity to someone that probably has no idea at all, which is Yeah, shocking. it really sucks that they have to... Uh, I mean, moving is one of life's biggest stressors, and you're also on top of all of that, like, mentally mm-hmm. preparing for this inevitable conversation. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially in Texas, even yeah. though there are blue pockets in Texas, it's like, you know, there it's a 50-50 chance that you're going to get somebody who's going to be weird about it. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I mean, e- even liberal people are weird about it. Yes. It's not just it's not just conservatives. There are tons of liberal people who ask you weird questions once they find out that you don't have um, the same interlocking genitals as them and their spouse. But liberal people are more likely to be like, I get it. Like, listen, like I have a cousin and yeah. he loves musical theater. And I just want to let you know I am an ally. And you're like. Can you relax? Yeah. What is your problem? Have you ever been outside? Like, I don't understand. Like, how do you get to work? Like, how do you function in the world? (laughs) It's shocking. I feel like in Texas, you'd get like, oh, that's great. My church has a group for people like you. Like, (laughs) like, thanks. Cool. (laughs) Or you can, I mean... Sorry to sound like uh, one of the TikTokers again, but you could also do the thing where there's like, I've seen a lot of the, I mean, who knows if it's real, but I have to believe that it is like setting up kind of like a fake GoFundMe that you're trying to raise money to go to conversion therapy and then letting your conservative neighbors like make donations (laughs) and then just buy like, buy matching Honda Fits and just park them in your driveway. Yes. (laughs) Important. Yeah. So yeah, wait it out and see just how conservative your neighbors are. Mm-hmm. Maybe say, idea. I don't see gender when they ask. <laughs> <laughs> and just let them slowly back away because they know they won't even be able to engage in a conversation without sounding so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Damn. What a tired conversation. I know. Uh, well, I'm so glad for me it got a lot better the older I got. It, like after... 23 I would say men stopped asking me how I had sex and that was a big relief oh my god I hope next time I move my new neighbors don't ask me how I have sex that'd be worse I can't even my girlfriend's brother got drunk this last Christmas and asked that (laughs) it's not even just like how do lesbians it's like how do you two my sister (laughs) like (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. On the birthday what of our Lord and go. Savior. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> uh, wow. Well, thank you for writing in, listener. If you have any questions, you can email us, out at <laughs> gmail.com. Kara, where can people find you on social media, on TikToks, everywhere? <laughs> I'm much more of a lurker on TikTok. Uh, I would I would say Instagram is probably your best bet. Um, and Instagram, Kara Khan's comedy, baby. Your Instagram is so funny. <laughs> it's just like all thirst traps and 90 Day Fiance. That's it. <laughs> We'd, I wanted to talk about the 90 Day Fiance hits. I'll have to come back, update us on the yes. immersion. We'll talk about 90 Day Fiance. We can talk about <laughs> it in uh, our exclusive Patreon Ooh. content that we'll be putting up. So there you go. We'll get to that <laughs> in just a minute. Uh, and then you can follow us, everybody, at Diking Out on all social media handles uh, and our empty TikTok at Diking Out Pod. You can follow me at TGI Carolyn. You can follow me at Melody Kamali. And thank you for diking out with us this week. Be kind to one another. (laughs) Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.